Hello dear listeners welcome to this new episode of Astropites uh, I am your new host I am the new head of podcast for the Astronomy Club Manipal my name is Athar and I have four amazing speakers with me today guys would you like to introduce yourselves Hey everyone I'm Arthya here and I'm the vice president of the Astronomy Club Manipal Hey everyone I'm Agni the president of Astronomy Club and the head of research at Manipal Biomachines Hi everyone, I'm Suhani. I'm the team co-lead of Manipal Biomachines. Hey everyone, I'm Renuka. I'm from Research from Manipal Biomachines. Alright, these are your speakers for this episode and the topic we have for you today is called Synthetic Biology in the Space Industry. Now, before we go into that, firstly, uh, Suhani, why don't you explain, like, tell the audience more about what Manipal Biomachines is about, like what do you do as a student project? all of your fields of interest and expertise all of your achievements so far and so on okay so we at manipal biomachines are an aspiring group of undergraduates in the first official synbio and genetic engineering study project at mit our main objective here lies in combining engineering principles with fundamental biology and every year we design build test and characterize a genetically engineered system that can be operated for solid real world problems So here, when we talk about real-world problems, our team tries to focus on uh, solving local problems. So in 2020, we had our maiden entry into iGen to showcase our invention and research. And since then, we have proposed a probiotic engineering bacterium that inu- reduces the risk of methylmercury poisoning, and a novel and sustainable approach to biopesticides, specifically in rice. Currently, we are working to improve coastal aquaculture operations through a novel approach by targeting Vibrio parathyroiditis, one of the most prevalent bacteria involved in spreading the vibriosis disease in fish. All right, thank you so much, Suhani, for this wonderful, wonderful introduction about the student project. Uh, I think we can go ahead with a small little questionnaire which uh, Aditya and I have prepared for the two members of MBM. My first question is. uh to renuka which is our next speaker why don't you tell us the audience what is meant by synthetic biology and its prospects in the space industry uh well synthetic biology is something which is really interesting to me personally given that i am a part of manipal biomachines as well so for a people not to get too confused about it in very simple terms i would explain synthetic biology to be a multidisciplinary area where you basically redesign organisms you apply biological aspects to engineering and you pluck them together to come up with the best possible solutions that could exist and there are so many variables that go into the entire the designing the building the testing the learning of this of the of the setup of your synthetic biology setup let's say call it let's call it synthetic biology setup that it becomes difficult to control all of them hence it is such a complex system and that's what makes it so interesting to me uh renuka when before coming to this podcast me not being in the biotech field just googled synthetic biology and a lot of hits came up about life support mm-hmm. augmentations prosthetics etc 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 Why don't you tell the audience about how life support systems are specifically designed for extreme conditions like space like for example living in outer space and how this may be a game changer in the space industry I saw very complicated systems on the ISS called ECLSS or MELISA 
could you give the audience a little bit of introduction about these well when it comes to space industry and um, focusing on the entire area of the resource utilization that could uh, be spoken about or that could be considered in this entire uh, area i would say that when it comes to space adapting to such extreme conditions plays a crucial role uh, which is what your biology here steps into as and this is where your entire game could change so uh, when in a space system where the conditions are at the most extreme like for example your pressure your temperature etc it is very difficult for a normal human being to sustain over there the way we're doing on earth given the temperature and all the conditions are the most ambient to us here's where synthetic biology comes into picture like for example over let's say over a spaceship uh, when it comes to recycling of the waste that is produced on it over there your you could make you can't make use of huge processes to cut down the entire thing because of course you can't be making use of such complex systems that will take up so much time space and energy and here given the space system it's very crucial over there so you can make use of tiny micro level microbes that could do this thing for you and make it way more simpler for you and other things for example volatiles such as carbon dioxide nitrogen etc managing all of this all all these things this is where synthetic biology will really make a pivoting point for the space industry everything that has to happen at a macro level will be shrunk down to a micro level to make a huge change over there yeah all right that's a wonderful answer renuka uh, following up to the whole life support systems the next field that comes to mind in this scenario is medicines and like treatments in space uh, avani let's say that uh, let's say some astronauts in space have constantly bombarded with like radiation from space outer space or maybe something gets spoiled let's say like microbial structures uh, they get spoiled and someone up there gets really sick uh, what are the prospects of synthetic biology in these cases like how advanced do you think synbio is that one can come up with a solution like an immediate medicine in real time in situations like these um i'd say radiation is a very real concern when you go up there even in the space station the astronauts right now one real concern to them is uv radiation so uh and uv radiation causes mutations in your cells which indirectly lead to tumors and cancers so one prospect of treatment for cancer that people have thought about using synthetic biology is engineering your bacteria like e coli to recognize cancer cells and effectively target them and induce lysis in them now this is a very tricky situation is dealing with bacteria and leaving it in your body and letting them invade and cause an infection is a very real concern so research is going on in the area but it's a it's a possible solution to have microbes treat your infections up there cuz the amount of resources available when you carry with you is very limited like rena convention so thinking of microbial systems as a treatment option is a very real one and again uh if even if you carry same medicines to the space station or i, I keep saying space station because that's the only thing happening right now but even if you were to go to moon or somewhere very further away where there's less communication if you're going to carry pharmaceutical compounds they have 
uh, a propensity to expire easily because they are in extreme conditions and they're going to be there for the longest time. Another alternative to carrying medicines would be carrying the source of the medicines, like microbial cultures that metabolize these medicines or that produce these medicines. You can inactivate these cells and carry them in a tiny lead box and activate them there in the space station and allow them to produce your antibiotic or your product of choice and then you can use them, downstream them and then use it for your own diabetes or for your own treatment. So that's, that's as much I can think of right now. But yeah. I think Avni raised a very good point about the resource scarcity that is there in space, right? Um, I think right now if we look at Earth itself, uh, there is actually a huge lack of resources. Everyone's talking about non-renewable resources going extinct and essentially us, you know, losing out on things like fossil fuels or energy. So, um, actually, I think I'd, I'd like to ask Renuka this. Uh, we've heard that, at least during my research, that synthetic biology has been used before for environmental support. For example, let's say developing microbial cultures for vaccines or um, essentially the processing of organic solid waste or volatile substances, minerals, mining, etc. Uh, probably could you tell the audience a little more about how synthetic biology has been used in these fields and how these cause more challenges in the manufacturing industry for SynBio or let's say our ultimate aim in the future that is and I personally think is terraforming other planets. Okay, so um, when it comes to manufacturing of your, be it biomaterials as well, for given our agenda being the space industry, and what are kind of resources you could need for, let's say, a space, that is a space station. Over there, again, you need to have minimal, you have minimal resources in your hand, and you need to make good enough use of them for huge operations so what about like let's say the uh, let's consider the astronauts in the space station their their shelter the comfort for them that is required for them in order to be sane and sustain over there over here i think by your biology can play a major role because you can use biology as a building block over there let's say using natural adhesives for microbes that can actually synthesize calcium or iron as a building block, as a bi which can act as a biocement, etc. You can use them for biopolymer synthesis, which serve major role when it comes to actually being able to sustain life over there. And I think everyone must have seen the movie Mission Mangal over there. You've seen how during their brainstorming sessions, when it came to when it came to um, facing the, those extreme conditions of the outer of the outer space that had those effects that would, ha would, would that would have on your rocket on your spaceship those are extreme so what about some kind of biomaterials that heal themselves the self-healing biomaterials the, the ones that are resistant to radiation what if something that makes use of the solar radiation to produce energy for the astronauts present in there so these are things that are quite a basically the hot topics in research right now, especially when it comes to synthetic biology field. Ma manufacturing and all these things are really being researched into. That's yeah. all right. That's a wonderful answer. Uh, I, think, I think that was a very 
a good explanation for a person who doesn't have a biology background to even be able to understand what you were trying to say but me being the indian that i am <laughs> and the fact that i knew nothing about synthetic biology before i researched for this podcast the obvious thing when i read uh, ideas like this was that to me why are is synthetic biology capable of solving the basic problems that humanity is facing right now food shelter building materials fuels could you probably elaborate on that aspect as well yeah so currently one of the most interesting things that i have come across so far has been we all know how plastic is such a huge menace to society now let me tell you an interesting fact there is a bacteria called as idionella sakaiensis <laughs> which is capable of producing the plastic degrading enzyme So here your enzyme is breaking down the the pet that is polyethylene terephthalate that is the name the let's say fancy chemical name for plastic it is capable of breaking down into the simplest molecules that find so much application let's say in the paint industry and etc so here scientists have been trying to increase the efficiency of this enzyme so far they've brought down the efficiency of the of this enzyme from 6 weeks to 4 weeks which is a which is a great success so far and you can only imagine in the upcoming decade what it could be so i think that when it comes to synthetic biology these kind of small things are i think the game changers there is something called as now there is some cyanobacteria i don't know if a lot of people have a lot of you have heard of it but cyanobacteria is capable of solving a huge problem that we're already facing we are already facing global warming major causative agent being carbon dioxide now cyanobacteria has the ability to use carbon dioxide as its food source and it gives out oxygen as its waste product so you can see how this could be applied to us what if tomorrow i come up with an idea that i'll put cyanobacteria full a box full of cyanobacteria and subject it to carbon dioxide to give me our oxygen for the betterment of my ozone layer so that's how you see my point that's how synthetic biology will keep on the entire area this entire field revolves around one mantra i would say that is micro level changes to cause macro impact that is a superb quote which we have heard right now <laughs> i think we should just frame it <laughs> yeah. yes and as much as i don't want to remember my je days i think that was a very uh, that was really a good one Yes. Uh, so, Avni, my next question is to you. I think we are coming to the more juicy part of this podcast. In spite of all that Renuka has said so far, uh, we will be coming to something which is called cybernetics. And coming from a non-biotech branch myself, I have absolutely zero clue about what cybernetic means. So, why don't you give the audience a small brief, like, explanation on what cybernetics is, please? Um. when you talk about cybernetics in general they are any engineered systems and like electronic systems or say your computer or your human brain it's an engineered system it receives inputs it processes them and gives you a set of outputs and the biological equivalent to a cybernetic system would be components a biological components like microbes that are equivalent to your circuit units and they create this loop so say they send something they process it and they give you feedback on it and the application of this probably in a space or in when you're having expeditions or say when you're going to 
the moon, the next Artemis mission, would probably be sensors, like radiation sensors. So it tells you the degree of radiation that you've received so far based on an output that a micro leaves, or the damage to a part of the shuttle that can be detected due to this. So it has varied um, applications. And then again, one major advantage would be the size of these, the inexpensiveness of these, and obviously the decomposable weight and less wastage that they create in the end. And does that give you a good idea of cybernetics? Yes, coming, <laughs> yeah, so a non-biotech mind like myself has understood what cybernetics yeah. is. So that is a very, very nice brief description. Thank you so much, Abhani, for that. Uh, Aditya will ask you, uh, ask Avani, yes, again, about terraforming. Go ahead. Finally. Uh, actually, just before we go ahead, I think the engineering students that are watching this podcast would really enjoy what you just said because I think they've learned a new field where they can get into. It seems like a very, you know, like something that, let's say, a computer science engineer or an engineer who's doing mechanical might be interested in. It doesn't have to be all biology. Absolutely, it doesn't. And I think that's what makes us engineers and not just basic science students. No shade on that. But the fact that we're engineers is that we think about solving problems with an engineering point of view and involving biological competencies. Yes. I'll assume that I was, I'm not doing the PSC. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 no, anyone. Anyway, uh, yeah, coming back to the work. See, I've been an astrophile my entire life. And for me, when I watch movies like Interstellar, when I watch movies like Space Odyssey, all of them talk, in a certain sense, about terraform, right? Where essentially they're trying to get a planet to be inhabitable for humans and to essentially establish a colony. And in a sense, according to the movies at least, maybe develop some sort of the paradise that everyone keeps searching for. So... Do you think that Synbio is essentially a stepping stone towards terraforming a planet? Can we create a proper cloud city from Star Wars in real life using Synbio? Basically. Is basically the question, yes. Maybe I don't think I can answer that. (laughs) But um, terraforming is something that a lot of planetary scientists look into, majorly because we're not saving the Earth the way we're meant to keep it. So, in the past, there have been uh, projects, something called the Biosphere Project, which I need listeners to look up upon. But it was meant to uh, last for two years and sustain uh, basically an ecosystem for eight humans. And the problem with that is that synthetic biology has too many variables. Like Renuka explained initially, if you want to create an engineered system, you need to fix certain variables, you need to fix certain parameters, something that I think you also do at Earth, since you're from mechanical, right? Yeah, so, FEM, <laughs> The problem with Synbio is that biological systems are so complex that fixing a variable can have such cascading effects in the end, so you don't know what the final output would be, and which, is, which makes it extremely difficult. I'd say again that synthetic biology could definitely be an alternative to maybe convert some compound that's present on some planet, like sulfides or very toxic compounds to usable ones, like carbon sources for other bacteria to grow, for other life to grow. So basically food for us, right? 
of it, it's it's an alternative to Elon Musk's idea of nuking Mars. So let's let's not use nukes. Hmm. Maybe some bacteria instead. And um, like I said, again, the major issue with that be controlling the variables, of course. So that's something we're all looking into. That's something that research is going on, and that's something. That's why so many people are interested in synthetic biology. And that's why it's such a booming field. And yeah, I hope we end up terraforming some exoplanet. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, uh, yes. Uh, I think Gavani has put up a very scarring image on terraforming. So, one small message I would like to convey to the listeners is: do not spoil your Earth. It is very precious. Save Earth. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. In case it doesn't happen, there's going to be the biologist to save you. So it's fine. Oh no. Yes, we uh, we have no, Avani, no Suhari and Renuka to the rescue. No, no <laughs> Next time, uh, I'll check project for MVM is going to be terraforming Mars. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Space, 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 application of biology you still are not convinced that the application of biology exists for the space industry and let me tell you that there have been several item projects the competition that we take part in where there have been projects that have actually won a gold medal that their problem statement was to engineer a good solution for the astronauts now, so now when you go to a space station let's say or when you've been in that simulation for that long you tend to get depressed because of the certain light exposure that you have you tend to lose your appetite etc you on earth itself you have so many cravings what do you think when you go out there you won't so of course for those kind of situations these people engineered yeast such that they could change the flavor of the yeast on the basis of the light exposure that the yeast had such that it tastes yummy to you in those standards and also it doesn't make you feel homesick it, it it actually reduces the relativity of your homesickness and that plays a huge role in your entire space travel it becomes less depressing i'd say and so, it has the desired amount of nutrient as well yeah is this fun guy by the way are we yes uh, <laughs> yes thank you for explaining that to two non biotech related yeah, people to that whenever she mentioned food the first thing that came to my mind was that astronauts get taco from taco bell <laughs> it's, not, it's not that bad. If only you had capsules flavored Taco Bell, Burger King, Domino's, etc. One pill a day, assorted. Let us look forward to a pill-consuming future. <laughs> yes, uh, I think this will wrap up our podcast for today. Uh, I would like to thank our two most amazing speakers who have joined us today, Suhani and Renuka. Thank you so much. And we obviously are thanking Avani and Aditya who are the, who are the new president and vice president of the Astronomy Club Manipal. Thank you so much for tuning in to Astrobytes. We shall see you in the next episode. Thank you so much.